Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Hello there and welcome back into a brand new episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It is your boy, Adam Savage, and my man, Ian Chambers. How's it going? We're back. We're back, baby. The Savage Sitch. The Savage Sitch. Mate, we are back. And it's good to see you, man. Obviously, we said last week, I can't wait for the next episode, and it's already here. It comes around so fast, but it's like, it's always, always a joy, always a pleasure. You know, it's Mate, like going to a fun fair. It's never a chore. It's, okay. it's never, it is like going to a, like the greatest fun fair of all time. It is. What's your favorite fun fair ride? Do you have one? Oh, that's a, t- so you know, when I was at Disneyland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did speak about last time. Yeah, around, yeah. There was the, I can't remember what it's called. It's like some like mountain thing, like the wooden mountain runaway train thing. The runaway mine train? Let's just call it that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever that was, that was good. I like, my favorite feeling on a, on a roller coaster ride is mm. the dip. Do you know where like your entire guts and intestines like come up into your chest? <laughs> and it's like, <gasps> like that feeling. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I, I know exactly. Do you know what? I've had a real funny, funny kind of flashback. So we <laughs> right. I was I was at um we've gone to theme parks again, but we'll get into games in a sec. So 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 I remember so Faye and I on honeymoon <clears throat> back in like 2015. Yeah. We did this insane honeymoon. We went to like, we flew to we flew to San Francisco, did San Francisco, then we did Vegas, then we did LA, then we did Hawaii, then back to LA, then it was crazy. Hey, the uh, podcast money's good, isn't it? Oh, the podcast mate, money's good. Living the dream on all, all seven <laughs> pence and a dip dab that I get myself each week. But yeah, I think um we we went to went to Disneyland California for like a couple of days. Mm. And um we were on this ride. I know those ride, I, I think it I can't remember the name of the ride. It's like it's like Logger's Leap. If you've been to like Ch- Chessington or whatever in the UK, okay, so it's right. like, like a, a, a water rapids ride. Yeah, wet, okay, ride. okay. And um, we're on this ride, and Faye, we, the, the day before we've been at Animal Kingdom, right? And they've got this thing yeah. called the Carly River Rapids, like one of those kind of circular things, where it's like it's like themed like in the mountains, and it's like this crazy like thing. It's bouncing off the walls, splashing, and there's always one hot seat, right? One person in one of the seats always gets absolutely wrecked by water. 
Faye, Every time. yeah. And this one, this this one time in Animal Kingdom, Faye is wrecked. There's a picture somewhere of just her entire face of makeup, honeymoon, just everywhere. Like just down. <laughs> it's like ten in the morning, day spoil. I'm living the dream. She's hating every second, but it was great. Um, but it was really, it was, it was really funny. And she was like, right, I am absolutely not letting myself get into a position again where my makeup's going to go to go to, to you know, go to pot. To pot, yeah. So we'll go on this river rapids ride, and if I need to, you're going to you know, use your clothes to cover me up, basically. And I was like, fine. So we get to this dip, and obviously, all these rides have photos taken at certain points. Mm-hmm. Dude, we were going onto the dip, and then just as it's happening, Faye puts her head underneath my t-shirt as we go down the rapids, right? So she doesn't get covered in water. <laughs> we, go, we get to the end of the ride, and we go into the exit, and uh, this woman who works there is covering up. And we're like, where's our picture? Where's our picture? And covering up uh, our picture with this this netting so kids couldn't see. Oh and my we were God, like, I know what's happening. We were like, where the, hell's, where the hell's our picture? Like, where is it? Not realizing that it looks her like... looking like she's like down on my lap, head over, like yeah. a t-shirt over her head. It was looking it. proper sus to the point where Disney were like, look, we cannot let illicit pictures Listen, like this bro. be seen by children. Sav, <laughs> Sav, I knew you were adventurous, man. Bro. But I didn't know you, I mean, on the rapids. Yeah, woo, nothing, nothing. Get... Given a, a new definition to a wet rad. Nothing gives me the kicks <laughs> like doing things like that on family adventure rides yeah that, that's okay. how that's what it's all about for me but you know wow. it's uh <laughs> just just a just a, a moment that we all never forget but was massively embarrassing at the time we're like oh my god we've actually been we've been netted we've been netted on this water ride that's mad this is the thing about that i love about this podcast you never know how it's going to start oh, you man. never know where we're going to go I, with it you never know you never know i mean i'd say there's a 50 percent chance we're going to talk about theme park rides but you know the rest of it is up for grabs oh, should yeah. we get into video game discussion because I've, there's a lot i want to get off my chest right now there's a lot i want to talk about talk to me baby talk to me so we are recording this on the 11th of november yeah memorial and day or remembrance memorial day day yeah so that's very important. We've we've had our two minutes of silence. We have, yeah, yeah. And and now we're getting into um, gaming discussion. And I think we should talk with the thing that's the burning question in my mind right now. Grand Theft Auto remastered, right? Release date is today. So I have been back and forth trying to make a decision on in specific San Andreas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have got a Nintendo Switch. I've got a PS5 and an Xbox Series S. You've got, got the full Monty, mate. I've got the full Monty. The question is, what do which console do I want to enjoy San Andreas on? And <laughs> first world are, problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, let me explain, right? So when I played San Andreas, it was on a PlayStation. So in my mind, if I want to have that feeling of being younger and playing that game, I need to be holding the PlayStation controller, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's my argument for buying it for the PS5. My PS5 is also my highest spec console that I own. So maybe that's the option I go for. Yep. However, Xbox Series S, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas has just dropped on Game Pass, which I subscribe to. So I could get it on my Xbox for pretty much free because I've already paid the fee. This, yeah. Well, that, that, makes, that makes most sense, I guess, because you've got it already. Oh, yeah, that's what you think. All right. That's what you think. Okay. But you've, le- you've on lured me into your, your nest here like a rattlesnake and you're about That's to it. kind of like pounce on me. I'm, I've just reeled in a whopper of a sav right now. <laughs> and I'm going to... The question is, right? We all love the Nintendo Switch OLED. Me and you have been talking about it. The screen is lit. It's amazing. And I travel a lot. 
And, you know, it's nice to get around and play San Andreas on the gizzer. Mm-hmm. So the question I've got for you is, which console do I pick? Dude, I... Is the strength of the... Is, is it going to be as good on the Switch? Is it going to look and feel as good on the Switch as it does? Apparently it's had good reviews, but on the other consoles as well. There's two, I want you to make the decision for do, me. Do you, know, do you know what this says to me right now? The thing that comes to my mind, which I think should be a thing, but I can't believe it's not. There should be a way that all these platforms make have a nice meal together and a handshake yep. and say, if you're playing it on the Switch yes. and you save your progress, we'll let you continue on the Xbox from the same position. But no, yep. they don't do that because they're all rascals after a buck. Come yep. on, man. Like that that would be the perfect scenario. It would be you could like play a lot of it on your on your PS5, but also continue the party on elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Are, are you copping it? Are you going to get it? Bro, I am... Okay, so... So obviously there's three games, yeah. right? GTA 3, which was like the rebirth of the series. I remember when that came out, because obviously it had been top-down. And I love the top-down games. The classic GTA um, was wicked. They had that, the GTA one, with like the, I think it was GTA London with the Shagua. That was brilliant. Like the, the, yes. The, yeah, that, that was classic. Yeah, yeah. But they were, they were great. It was a great... It was a top-down game. It was kind of like... It was probably when we were growing up as well. It was one of the few 18-rated games. Yeah, I've, do you know what? I've I've always been a big fan of the top-down GTA games. I yeah. think they're great. I think one of them came out on the um, Nintendo DS, and I talk about the DS a lot. Can't remember which one it was, but that was a top-down experience, mm. and I felt it almost felt naughty. It was back before Nintendo sort of started to allow these 18 games to appear on their consoles. And I remember being like, oh, I'm playing a, a naughty game on a Nintendo console. This feels, <laughs> this feels good. But yeah, I did, I, did always, I did always enjoy that. And, and you said Vice City as well, right? Yeah, so there's GTA 3, there's Vice City and San Andreas. Now, for me, people are not going to really believe this because obviously I play a lot of games, but I never really put that much time into San Andreas. Like, I, I mean... That shocks me. Yeah, me too. I, I think it's, it came out... I, I want to say it came out... If it, did, if it did it come out in 2004? I think... What, San Andreas? Yeah. I'm going to tell you now. Because if it came out now. in 2004, I know exactly why I didn't get it. What year did it come out? GTA San Andreas dropped in the year 2004. I knew it. Right. This is because that's the year that I left the UK and went to work in Disney for a year. And I went to... Oh, okay, and I, right, yeah, so, yeah. right, so everyone talks... Well, are we going to talk about Disney again? Yeah, but it's coming. It's all full <laughs> circle, bro. That's what it's all about. But do you know what? That, the thing is... Things that I didn't play game-wise, I usually equate to the fact that I was living in a different country and didn't have any console. So yeah. that's why I'm like, it must have been that year because there's no reason otherwise that I wouldn't have played it. And by the time mm-hmm. I came back in like 2005, that ship had long sailed and everyone was getting hyped about the next iteration or whatever, you know? So I think um, that for me, the incentive is definitely there to play San Andreas. But listen, this is, this is the exciting thing, right? You must have had it where uh, I remember, for example, I just finished watching Breaking Bad. And you've just I, finished it. No, no, this is several years ago. Okay. And I go into work and this is like, actually, no, I, it, it was like two years after I'd watched Breaking Bad. And someone I was talking to was like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about watching Breaking Bad. And I just had this immense envy that they hadn't done it yet. Like they had that entire experience ahead of them. And that's the feeling I've got right now because you haven't really sunk your teeth into San Andreas. Yeah, so it's, true. it's like, for you, it's it's a brand new game. Yeah, mate, 100%. Like I've seen you know, the, meme, the meme that, you know, the, oh shit, here we go again. It's like yeah. been around since day dot when it comes to memes. And I'm always like, oh yeah, I appreciate that. San Andreas thinking, oh, I haven't really been there. Haven't experienced that. Haven't lived it. Haven't lived the dream like everybody else. But, you know. Sad. Yeah. Five years ago. Carl C.J. Johnson escaped the haze of Los Santos San Andreas, a city 
tearing itself apart with gang trouble, drugs, and corruption. That's just the start. Guess who's back? Jazzy feels like you're about to jump into some kind of like Snoop. In fact, will you do that? I'll tell you the rest. Keep going. Okay. On his return to the neighborhood, a couple of cops frame him for homicide, forcing CJ on a journey that takes him across the entire state of San Andreas to save his family, take control of the streets, and change everything. Mate, that was that was on point. You, I mean, you you said that you were a rapper, and we've kind of we've kind of combined kind of like spoken word rap with like me doing the worst beatboxing known to man. So we've, we've just created something really special. Do you know what's really special about this as well, right? <laughs> is San Andreas, um, apparently, like the soundtrack was always iconic for it. Everybody loved the soundtrack to San Andreas. Like you'd always go straight to the hip hop station while you were driving around. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a brand new Dr. Dre song on this, on oh, this really? game. Oh, really? No like, way. Just before, you know, we've got the Super Bowl coming, the halftime show, Dr. Dre's back with Snoop and the gang and Eminem and Mary J. Blige Love and it. Kendrick Lamar for the halftime show at the Super Bowl, which is going to be lit. And I imagine that Dre's going to announce a big brand new album, like he's back. Oh, and man, I'd love which that. Is, which is going to be massive. But on top of that, he's dropping a song on San Andreas. So like, it's going to be great. Oh, I cannot mate, wait great. for this game. I mean, for me, for me, the, the, the standout game in the series will, is Vice City. That obviously comes with the game as well. That was one of the one that I kind of really found because GTA Three was good, but it was still quite. It was it was it was brilliant, but it was so different from the other GTA. So I was mm. like, oh, oh wow, okay. But Vice City, I kind of really sunk my teeth into that kind of world of like you know that kind of Miami kind of vibe, the Hawaiian shirts, the kind of like the the environments, the story. You know, you had yes. like kind of like. Kind of like I think it was the Italian kind of mafioso. Kind of, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. So what I, mean, I love about GTA games is I, I just I, I thoroughly enjoy knowing when I turn it on and boot it up, whether it's an old one or a new one, mm. how many years of effort and development goes into every single one of them. Like, yeah, sometimes you play a game and it feels a bit rushed, and it's like, oh, this has just been slapped out there to make a book. Whereas you know that you know Rockstar put absolutely everything into these, and they won't release it until it's perfection yeah and that's why it's such an experience when you boot up a gta for the first time and it's why you know it's great to have these for now but it's just going to whet our appetite for when the time is right and the next one drops oh mate 100 percent. did you do you ever see the um daniel radcliffe uh show that came out the one about no. like about the kind of this the story of what happened with san andreas and like rockstar games and stuff do you ever see that no that sounds sick oh dude okay so okay th- so this this is a it, it came out i think it was like a two or three parter and it came out and it was about like, it was about the, because what happened basically is, is San, it was San Andreas was one of those games where um, a kid, I think in the US got the game and then mm-hmm. reenacted what happened in the game at like a police station in the US and like shot a bunch of cops and stuff. And basically they were, they were trying to, there was like a lawsuit blaming video games for what's happened at this police station basically, right? Right. Um and it was, and it was, it was. Rockstar were absolutely against it being made, but they made it anyway. And Daniel Radcliffe basically plays like kind of like one of these kind of um, the kind of the, the head developers at Rockstar who kind of living this kind of in this kind of world of, of controversy, trying to make it as kind of as as graphic and as kind of hardcore as possible. But it was, it was, it was a, it was an entertaining watch because it was kind of like it was obviously based on the gaming world and the industry. But and they had like Harry Potter playing the lead character. You were like, okay, this is kind of weird, but I'm I'm in. It was good. It was it was definitely worth a watch, man. 100%. Oh, that sounds great. I'm going to check that out because I do think that. San Andreas was an important part of like culture, especially in that era. They had the hidden cutscene, didn't they? Have you said about this? The, the hidden, the hidden, 
uh, how should we put this without being kind of like, um, like the, the, the third base cutscene oh. of the guy and the girl that was hidden within the coding that if you could find it in the code you could watch it you could play out this scene Have you, did you hear about this what yeah I so okay, this, like is, this. This, this is this is what the whole that the whole controversy was like the craziness was about in a way as well because basically he wanted to push the boat out this this the guy I can't I don't remember his name but a guy rocks I wanted to push the boat out and really go as like to the next level with the game and push the boundaries right and everyone was basically saying you cannot put a oral sex scene in this game it, it can't be a thing it's just not allowed it's not doable so what he did was he didn't get rid of the scene he just hid it in the code what? so if you were able to kind of basically get in the back door and find it you could play out the scene that's and then crazy. it went viral and everyone was doing the same like everyone was kind of like finding it and sharing it like it was yeah nuts dude oh, i've just read so there's a there's a inaccessible mini game in the 2000 this is this might be something else in San Andreas, the minigame allows players, as the protagonist, CJ, to have animated intercourse with his in-game girlfriend. Yes. So I'm looking at a, an image now, and it's like push up and down. In yeah, the dude, this is it. This is it. Excite, there's an excitement yeah, level. This is it, on bro. It. This is it. This is what was happening. Like, so this is, it's just absolutely crazy. But that's why... Oh, as a kid, you'd have got... I, you know, when I was a teenager, if I'd have got that, I would have, <laughs> I'd have been... I'd have, like, I'd have said, Mum, you know, take the dogs out. Uh... Oh wait! I remember. I remember the um, <laughs> when I was at school, and no, someone was like, "Have you heard about the new uh, Tomb Raider Lara Croft cheat, where you can kind of like Lara Croft doesn't wear any clothes?" And I was like, "Sorry, what?" Oh man! I like just all these things growing up. You were like, "How? What?" Um, man, it was it was a nutty time. I hope, in, like, I, I'm going to try and do this on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I love it. I love it. That's crazy. You're talking about games that are kind of like we we, we actually touched on this last week. The games that kind of have come back or you know or coming back into a capacity. We talked about last week Metroid Dread, right? Yeah. And we talked we I mean we talked about how like your brother you got it for him. You were kind of bitter about the fact that you know you <laughs> I can't you still want to play it. Yeah. And you're like damn it, it's a birthday present for him and I can't play it, but I want to and I'm so annoyed about... Like, I had a chance yesterday to actually have an hour to play the game. I did like a, a show yesterday. Okay. I, I recorded like a TV show and we played the game on the show. And... Um, Is it as good it as people say? Yeah. Excellent, okay, dude. Okay, amazing. Excellent. Like I was... And I... Because I... Again, Metroid, a game that I know is probably one of the... You know, Metroidvania kind of gaming is kind of like a, a whole genre that was birthed out of the Castlevania Metroid kind of era, and we know it's a kind of a massive thing, you know, side-scrolling and yeah, yeah, yeah. adventure and whatever. And, and Metroid, for me growing up, was like a game that I played like the NES version, but I didn't really play anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. So I was like going into it, knowing Samus Aran's one of the biggest characters in the platform, Nintendo, you know, one of their kind of like their, their shining stars in their repertoire of games and stuff. And it was so good, mate. I was, I was genuinely surprised at the level of like, the, the variety in it, the kind of like how much, you know, being, you know, being hunted by these kind of crazy robot kind of dog things. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. moments, it, it, all these different elements like boss fights, the, the ex- exploration aspect, it was really damn good. I was blown. I, I was really like, it's one of the few games I played recently where I played it and went, I am buying this yeah. tomorrow. Have you tried it's it great. on the OLED screen then or not? No, no, okay, no, no apparently haven't. that's like the next level to it. So like 
Oh, if God, you enjoy okay. it on a TV screen, like where apparently the colors are just amazing, it all pops really nice in your hands when you're playing it. Um, okay, I'm, I'm kind of hoping. I'm hoping that Nintendo are gonna have some kind of Black Friday sale. I guess that might happen. Yeah, I, I think I think it could happen. I, th I think let's keep our eyes peeled because that's a game that I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for from my brother for you're Christmas. Gonna, you're gonna cap it. I'm gonna cap it at Christmas. I'm looking forward to getting Metroid Dread. And then yeah. what I love about the Metroid series is because I do think, especially in today's day and age, it's a little bit underrated. So I get concerned with it that maybe they won't drop another. You know one of the 3D ones. Because I, I really enjoyed Metroid Palm 3 Corruption on, mm -hmm. on the Nintendo Wii, which I thought was just epic. Because I love like... Because that was... When everyone else was playing these online shooters and I was on my Wii, the fact that you could play that online and you could lock it into the... Um, like the Wii gun that you could connect to and like oh, I was yeah. which was quality <laughs> yeah. and I was like playing online with that where you'd have the nunchuck at the back that you'd control and you'd be shooting from the front of your of your uh, Wii remote stuck into the front of the gun and that was great because I was online like popping heads and stuff and then Metroid Prime 4 is still coming like it's been announced so like we've had Metroid yeah. Dread this year and probably next year we'll get Metroid Prime 4 which will be like the 3D um Dude. shooter which will be pretty sick apparently apparently this game dread has been in production for like 16 years like they've had like base because they basically they they were going to bring it out they didn't and it's been back and forth back and forth um i think a new studio has taken over or something or rather but it's taken that long to get it out here and again like it's a game that i knew it was, was going to be there but actually having a chance to play it now for a, a, a big amount of time mm. i really liked the because i thought i thought with the switch as well a lot of the games are Obviously, the majority are Nintendo games, right? So, like Nintendo IPs from your Kirby's to your Mario's, yeah. whatever you Mario Party's, whatever. And a lot of the time, I don't, I can't necessarily sink my teeth into them as much as I would other games. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. PlayStation and whatnot. This felt like one of the first games that I could really sit and and grind getting to the end. I want to kind of like finish the game and be like, yes, because it, it, I, I got quite far in the hour. And it was it was just and it felt like you know I really got to the because the one thing about the game which I thought was kind of interesting comparatively to others the control system was kind of crazy like there's a lot there's a it's it's quite a fiddly game like there's a lot of different power ups and things that you have I don't know that's a you can tell me if it's a kind of a Metroid kind of like standard yeah, but yeah. it felt like there's loads of different things that you've got to have to get your head around from a you know button to kind of control pad standpoint to actually get the most out of the game yes and i like that about these games like when because you can probably blast through it but then there are layers to it where you can perform better and, and probably enjoy it even further if you learn all the controls and the different abilities and the different um elements to it and yeah. what i love about samus the character in metroid like i remember i was playing as her on the n64 for on um, super smash brothers for, yeah. for ages and then <laughs> I, I thought it was a guy and then someone told me oh you do realize that samus is a woman right and i was like mm. that's like when you actually look back at how long metroid's been around like that's a real breakthrough for like female video game characters from you know oh, uh, who she's now become like one of the most beloved video game characters of nintendo history and she was a, she was a badass for decades right it's just pretty cool i just love i love the samus character you think about the the NES era as well, like, you know, you had like Princess Peach was like the, you know, they were, you know, women in games were very much, you know, at that time, damsels in distress mm. one way or another. Um, I, mean, I mean, there's some like, you know, I remember playing the Nintendo, the Teenage Mutant um, 
Hero Turtle game where April O'Neil was an absolute badass as well. Yeah, she yeah. Was like this kind of a reporter, and you were like, "Yes, April, let's go." Yeah, there was, there was, a, you know, but yeah, you know, I think of of that time and that era as well, and being made predominantly in Asia as well. There's, there's, there's yeah, I guess there's like a it's a different time period, different attitudes towards you know, you know, men, women, everything. So I think the fact that you know, Samus, you're right, was, it was incredibly a, a strong female character back in the you know mid you know, early early eighties. Yeah, is awesome. I think she I think she first debuted. I think it was like eight. According to a bit of googling, um, mm. 1986 was the first time we met Samus in, 86, in full dude. swing. Wow! Man. It just makes you. I mean, this is the thing, and I, we and again, like you think about like bringing someone, someone now, because uh, yeah, obviously, gaming now has has, has changed so much, com- you know, compared to when we were you know, younger. Mm. And you think about the introduction that we had, and you know, in, the introduction I had was like the eight-bit systems, right? So we're talking old school. But I'm, I have that repertoire of knowledge now that we talk about our, our real work all the time, like in, in the gaming space. You have you have so much context for the, the development of stuff or, or franchises or, you know, or previous games in that genre that, that got us to where we are now. That you, I kind of wonder about, yeah, my kids and thinking about. I, I, I think I really should start with retro games to kind of give them a kind of that, that that kind of context of where it all began. I do one day, Adam. It might be hard to believe, but plan on falling in love and having kids. And when that oh, time, when that time, can't wait comes, for that day. I, I can't wait for that day. We all can't. We're all here supporting you. Oh, Ian. bro, when it happens, right? And our kids come together, and and your kids will be a lot of, a little bit older than mine, and they can teach them how to play Mario Kart and stuff. I, I feel the same way as you. <laughs> I think that because games are so advanced now, that's great. And, and you know, there's lots to get stuck into. But I really like my personal... And, and you know, each to their own. Are we just older guys who, who you know, look back on the, the past of video game history with rose-tinted glasses? I don't think so. I think the way to, to grow as a gamer, it's quite nice if you actually think about taking your kids through the journey that we went on. Like console mm-hmm. to console, seeing it all develop. And, like, maybe not even giving them access to some of the higher end games because then you are one of my favorite things about being a gamer and you're not going to get this anymore i don't think you'll ever get it ever again because we witnessed the huge jumps in graphical development right Mm -hmm. because when you actually when you look at forza now right it's just come out you can't imagine a video game being that much better graphics than that you just can't like there's not going to be that huge gulf like there was when we were growing (laughs) up like you know, like when the N64 drops and everything's in 3D and you're like, oh my God, I can't imagine graphics being better than this. And then you get the PS2 and it's like, what? And then, you know, that experience that we had, like I like the yeah. idea of taking like the kids through that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's me. I, I, you're bang on. I think that's what, because I think it's, I think it's the same for anything though, when it comes now, because we, we are part of a generation as well, where, you know, when my kids are old enough, I'll be like, cause you know, Raph knows what Star Wars is, right? He knows exactly what Star Wars is. He knows Yoda, he knows characters, yeah. never seen it, but knows of the world of Star Wars. Obviously when he comes to watch it, he is going to have not just a few Star Wars films in a prequel trilogy. He is going to have the entire nine episode skywalker saga plus mandalorian plus boba fett that comes out soon Crazy. and the kenobi series and the clone wars is all this different stuff mm-hmm. and you kind of go right so do i kind of start back with the original three you and work to. your way through you have I, to. Mean, I guess you kind of have to right otherwise but then again, it's like he could watch clone wars first though because it's a kind of animated series and it's like but then again that that change that skews the way that he sees star it wars does. because we saw it in a different light do you know what i mean it does and and i think that it's it's your job if you want to do this i think you need to try your absolute best to recreate the environment that you were in i know that's really yeah. that's really hard to do but like i remember being a kid and my my dad showing me films that he grew up watching and i'd be like 
oh, the special effects are awful or whatever. <laughs> and that'd be the case now. If you like watch some of the OG Star Wars, if you watch some of the newer stuff first, they'd be like, oh, what's happened to the special effects? This is awful. But you start... You introduce them early doors and it's like, here's what you want to watch. Here's, here's yeah. the films. Let's, let's just watch. Like my kids, when, when it's like, can I watch a film, dad, for the first time? I'm like, okay, yeah, but we're starting in the late 80s with Chevy Chase and we'll go from there. You know, yeah. like, let's watch yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. Let's watch all the classics and then we build you up before I start revealing to you like the ridiculous um, world that we're living in right now. But speaking of he... great graphics and special effects. Yeah, yeah, go on. Do you mind if I just switch gears? Is that all right? No, 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 go on. I've been really blown away by um, Vanguard's graphics because I've been playing it mm. on my PS5 in 120 frames per second, full on hit, full HDR. And I can honestly tell you that the campaign so far has been a blast. Like, I'm loving it. I, I, Are you playing the campaign? Yeah, I've gone straight in for the campaign. Okay. So, like, I'm a big fan of World War II games anyway. So, to be in that situation, you know, it's like. Uh, you're up against the Germans and there's, there's trenches and all these incredible cutscenes and planes flying and bombs going off in the skies and all sorts. And it's like, you know, that realism feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, big fan of, I'm a big fan of video games like this. I haven't actually, I've, I've had one go on the multiplayer, which is quite surprising. I've been, you know, working my way through the campaign and I know you've been into this as well. I, I'm actually yeah. really, I'm actually really, really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do you know I, I'm the opposite. So I, I, I no, I, I'm really enjoying it. But I'm the opposite. The sense that I play <laughs> just multiplayer, nothing else. Yes. Um, so I actually, um, like you, I'm quite like I, I love the era of like the World War era. I think it just, it just, it fascinates me. Yeah, it's interesting me too. historically, um, and it also means that you're not necessarily going to get like the you know jump wall jumps and jetpacks and all that kind of crap that comes with like you know futuristic kind of warfare. So you've got like kind of the older weaponry. You've got like kind of like more trench warfare, as you said, and it's kind of a bit more kind of, it feels more real to a degree. So for me, I'm playing, playing the multiplayer games. Like I, I've been really impressed with the game in the sense that um, there, are, there are so many maps. I've played, I've played now for a couple of hours. Genuinely, I don't think I've had a repeat of a map more than once. Like I've that's played great. so, I think there's 20 maps off the bounce. And they're all, all the maps though are compact smaller like I'm, I'm dropping 20 30 bomb eliminations I'm, i mean what's been amazing is that i've been playing the game you know a little bit and i'm usually average above average at the game i am mvping oh come on now or every time bro like and i don't know what's going on like is, is I, keep, I keep thinking genuinely i finish the game and go are they all bots yeah am i just against bots because like why am i What's I think it's Why because suddenly... you're on more of a, when there's so many maps and you're getting thrown into this, it's a bit more of a level playing field, isn't it? And, you know, yeah, like when I, when I got on um, Cold War, for the, I, I was just getting smoked, man. Like I would drop into a map and I was just getting lit up. Like I wouldn't yeah. even have a chance to breathe. Whereas <laughs> I'm the same as you. Like when I did have a go on multiplayer, I did. I had a really good round, actually. I had a good, I had a good map. But I agree with you about the weaponry. I think I got a bit bored of all your lasers and your red dots and all that sort of stuff. Like there's just something... Mm that feels nice about holding a traditional old school weapon and the reload process and the sounds and the feels. And I don't know, you're right about it being fascinating and feeling historical because the campaign, you're actually involved in like influential battles of like World War II. So like you're East and Western fronts of Europe, the Pacific, North Africa, and and you just like spotted around and you like get thrown into different situations and different battles. And it's, it almost feels a bit, not educative, that's not the word I'm looking for, but you definitely feel like, oh, this makes me want to go away and learn more. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, which is what which is what I you know, which I think it, Call of Duty and games like you know FPSs of this kind of uh, ilk as well yeah. can do, which is they can they can. I mean, a lot of times you know, a lot of players will get get the game and just just play it and not really think about the context of where they are, what's going on. When you're playing a game like I, I remember growing up with the Medal of Honor games, mm. and and I learned so much from those games about like you know actual historical battles yeah. or you know, Call of Duty World at War these you know and it, and it really kind of gives you uh, you know if you think about where you are in the situation it's a bit like whoa yeah and particularly with the campaign I didn't, I didn't now you said about the campaign being like you know the way that it is and playing at those certain yeah, time periods I'm like that sounds dope bro yeah, I need to get involved ASAP I haven't played a campaign on a video game in, in a while obviously unless like it is the game is a campaign game like traditionally online games I just throw myself right in and think I can't be bothered I did it with Gears I did it with um, the most recent Halo as well. Whereas like mm. this time I just thought, you know what? I fancy, I just quite fancy that meaty campaign experience where you get lost in a video game. And yeah. I, as soon as I sat down, I was like, okay, I'm in. Cutscenes are great. You yeah. feel like you're part of it. You know, get the sound up real loud. If you've got a good sound bar or you want to get your headset on, whatever you're going for, make sure you're feeling all the rumbles of the explosions and get the lights down nice and low and just have some time to yourself. And, yeah. And I can tell you, it's like watching a film, you know, like when you're really into a film and you just shut off from the world, that's the sort of experience this gives me. So get on it, Sav. Uh, mate, I'm going to, I mean, I think, I think what, what is really interesting actually at the moment <clears throat> with Call of Duty Vanguard is we, you know, we, we've, we talked about them, obviously the multiplayer and for you guys who haven't played this at all, like it is, um, there is a lot of variety to it. And I think the other, compared to other COD games, if you've been ever, you know, cause, and this happens to all the best of us, you sometimes get apprehensive about playing games like this. Cause you think if I'm going to go on there, like Ian said, I'm going to get smoked, yeah. I'm going to get wrecked. Like there's no point spending 60 quid on a game. If I'm not going to enjoy it, I'm just going to get blitzed every, you know, left, right and center mm-hmm. from us. Like I, you know, me personally, I, I don't play games like this all the time, but I feel massively competent in the game. It, it feels I feel I like do. I'm in a good place, and, you, and Ian does too. I think for those as well who are trying to get into um, the zombies world as well. Now, like speaking to other you know friends of ours who obviously have been on the show, like you know Milo or Codename Pizza or Dalek, all these different people that have been on the show before. Like this year's um, zombies, or this this yeah this this zombies. Apparently. For those who, are, who want to get into it as well, it's the easiest way to kind of... Milo was talking about like the, the outbreak kind of like um, kind of side of the game, which was kind of like a new mode they brought in for kind of like to kind of like a, for new players, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think Vanguard, that's the main mode now. Mm-hmm. Like that's the main thing. So the whole Easter egg thing like before is just not the same right now as it used to be. So it's far, it's far more focused on, I think, newer players kind of introducing themselves to that world. So there'll be a lot of zombie content creators that are a bit frustrated yeah. right now, yeah. It, mate, so many. But for again, for new players, it's there. The big thing though, the big swing is going to be in the next week or so when suddenly out of nowhere, in steps Battlefield 2042. And that is going to really, really shake things up because... The trailer for that game alone, I've got to get it. Looks absolutely mint. Dude. I've got to get it. We're talking like space, like rocket launches and tanks flying through the sky. It it, it just looks absolutely berserk, mm. but it looks so much fun. Mm. And obviously, for the core players who just want an FPS experience, COD's always going to be there. But Battlefield, I mean, is it is it swaying? Is it drawing you in? Of course, it is, man. Like uh, this is yeah, this yeah. is this is what I love about you know this season i I guess i I love when games just start dropping and i love it almost puts you as a as a gamer as a consumer under pressure to play your video games quickly before the next one comes out and like you know get the most out of it and sometimes i will get a game and and i will just sleep on it for a while knowing i've got it and i'll get i'll get get to that 
Whereas now I thought, I need to play COD like immediately because I know Battlefield's coming out and I want to make sure I get the most out of this in case I fall in love with Battlefield and COD takes a backseat. And <clears throat> it's, it's that time of the year, man. Like we're, we're getting yeah. into the festive period. We're going to see quite a lot of drops. We've got San Andreas coming out and all the other, uh, sorry, the, 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 ex, the deluxe edition of all three um, GTA games on the horizon. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, where do we start? Like, where do we start? There, there are, and, and as you said, there are so many options. I think, I think, I think the Xbox Game Pass thing is a really interesting one Love because it. It, it does give you so much access to such a massive library. Like, you know, Halo Infinite next month as well, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh my god! No, I'm like, sorry. There, there's another right. FPS experience. I forgot. I'm sorry, COD. I'm sorry, <laughs> Battlefield. You're gonna get swept away, man. Because when That's the Master it, Chief steps up, it's game over. Like, yeah. Halo Infinite is the game I've decided is my Christmas banger that I am going to just play all, all the back end of this year and into the new but, year. I mean, I mean, to think that I, I, I kind of, for, in a way, I'm kind of championing Xbox as well, right? Because from reports this week, Forza, that's just come out, yep. apparently is the the biggest banger they've had. 10 out far. of 10. Like, yeah, everyone's like, it's a banger. If you love racing games, it is the, it is the nuts. Like, it's it's amazing. And it's the biggest sales for them as well, which is, which is, which is great. Um, but Halo's an interesting one as well because obviously Halo being another IP of Xbox is, you know, two big games back mm. to back and they've not had a ton of them since the series S and X came out, right? So they need, I guess they need in some ways to, to have this. And a lot of people bought their Xbox for Halo Infinite. I, That's I, why they bought it. I'm telling you now, I, I think PS5, for lack of a better term, of I think Sony have fumbled the bag. I think they've dropped the bag and I think that Microsoft has secured the bag this Christmas because... The elusiveness, the excitement around the PS5 to kick us all off. That's what got them on the front foot. But now I think that Xbox and their offering and their service with the Game Pass just leaps, leaps and, and, you know, beyond what's going on anywhere else right now. And if, I'm, yeah. if I was a, a guy who, who was picking and you're sitting there, if you're sitting there now going, which console do I want for Christmas? Switch OLED. No, I'm kidding. I would, if it's between <laughs> those two... Xbox, man, you get an Xbox, just the console, right? You just get the console and you plug it in and you get Game Pass for £10. Hello, Forza. Hello, Halo Infinite. GTA San Andreas. You've got an amazing back catalogue of other games that you can play already out there. I mean, yeah. come on, man. It's a no-brainer. I'm putting it out there. Dude, you're, you're making a very good point, dude. Like, genuinely, like, I think it's, it's a great you know, it's a great system, I guess, an all-round system, I guess, the Xbox. But when you have those massive games in the mix yes. when they're added to things, because I think I think Infinite is going to be on Game Pass. All, right? all Xbox exclusives drop on day of release on Game Pass. All the Gears games? I Gears. Mean, Mate, Gears 5 is already on there. And then the next Gears you can get, you've got the Master Chief Collection, all upscaled and enhanced for Xbox Series X. It's all Fable? there. Yeah. Fable on there? Fable's on there, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, the, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's the thing with my PS5. We talked about this again. And I want to just re reaffirm the fact that I love my PS5. Yeah, I'm a big I, fan do. Of it. I don't know why I do, but I do. I love it. I'm going to sell but it. I'm going to sell it. it let's, <laughs> what? You're actually going to sell I'm it? I'm considering selling it, but I don't know. A lot of listeners right now are going, uh, where, when, how, tell me. I want to yeah. get, because it's still, this is the thing. You still can't really get one everywhere. We're still waiting for this a year later. It came out basically a year ago. It's going to get even harder in December. Like if you are sitting on a PS5 and you want to sell that, like wait till mid-December. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not promoting making a profit, but I will tell you now when no one can get a PS5 and people are Ooh. hunting for them, 
I reckon you'll be able to make 700, not, not make, sorry. I reckon you can sell it once again for the 700, 800 Mac, like when it first oh, came at, out. At, at least. But, you know, I, I, I equate it to like, um, do you remember the, the Christmas movie Jingle All The Way? And, and the Turbo it's Man double doll? Dime. It's double dime. I, I would say that's one of the greatest Christmas films there is as well, by the way. The Turbo Man doll, sought after. No one get their hands on no. it. PS5s, mate. Same thing, same thing. Even, even this is how the, the demand, because, you know, at the back end of this year, it's going to be, once again, the first Christmas that we've all really been able to truly be together. Like last year was still a very strange Christmas. There's going to be a lot of kids getting spoiled. There's going to be a lot of husbands and wives getting spoiled and boyfriends, girlfriends, and there's going to be a lot of consoles sold. And I think that all four, so the Series S, well, five really, the OG Nintendo Switch you'll be able to get. I think the OLED is going to be really hard to get. I think um, the Xbox Series S will be gettable, but I think you're going to struggle at times because people are going to want to cop that if they're thinking, oh, I can't get an X. And the X and the PS5 are going to be damn near impossible to get. But yeah. it's exciting. That's what's exciting about Christmas. Like if, if I'm on the hunt, like I'm, I'm not going to lie, my brother is the king of console hunting. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I do not know how he does it, but... There's a TV show in that somewhere. Mate. I mean, they're, they're Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> What's your brother's name? Luke. Luke the Console Luke. Hunter. Luke the Console Hunter. I've got friends who come to me asking if he can hook them up because he's got all these apps on his phone that like update him on like stock in, in different places. <laughs> like I remember when he, he messaged me and he says, um, I've got you an Xbox Series X. And this was like right at launch. I was like, what? And, and it comes to my house and it gets set up. I put it on my, on my TV and I get connected. And then the next day he messages me and he goes, I've secured you a PS5. And I was like, what? what he said, mate? Argos down the road in Hull. And I was like, how have you done that? So I go, I go get it. So I, I send my ex back and, 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 um, and get a refund on that. But I'll never forget walking out of Argos with this PS5 under my arm. And I've got all these, these people looking at me going, should we jump him? <laughs> we? It's like when I got Wii Fit. When Wii Fit, here's a funny story, just briefly. I um I bought two Wii Fits and I'd never do this. Listen, I was young, I was stupid. I got two Wii Fits when they were impossible to get. And I was going to take one to CEX because I could make a 60 quid profit. So I thought, I'm just going to walk into CEX, give them the, the <laughs> Wii Fit that I've just bought and make 60 quid. So I'm walking out and I've got two Wii Fits in my arm and um, a family come up to me and they say, how much do you want for that Wii Fit? And I was like, oh man. I said, I just paid 100 quid for it or whatever. And she said, I'll give, you, I'll give you 200 now. And I went, you can have it for 100. Oh, you didn't, mate. I did. You absolute bottle job. What? I know, I know. I, I, I thought, what was... You're too nice. <laughs> but no, You're then I went nice. for Christmas. You'd make to... a crap pirate. Yeah, a crap pirate. <laughs> but, you know, but at the same time, I, I respect it. I respect it was because that. it's a family. CEX, I'd be like, give me your money, man. But when there's a little kid looking at me going, oh, I want to get in shape this Christmas. I'm like, okay, you can have it. <laughs> A little kid going, please, sir, I just want to work on my abs and my thighs. <laughs> I want to build my legs before I'm 10. Oh, okay. I want to build my legs. <laughs> take it. <laughs> what is this? Then you're like, just take the bloody thing. Oh, mate. On that note, uh, mate, let's see what there. That was, yeah, uh, that was class. That is, I mean, you are, you are just too, you're too festive and you're too, you're too nice for your own good there, mate. You're too, I mean, I can see at Christmas, you're an absolute 
fiend for anything Christmas. Oh, I man. can just tell you'll be all over it, mate. These so. podcasts are going to be an absolute oh. joy. I've got ideas for Christmas quizzes. I think we need to be talking oh, about Jesus. Christmas food. We need to be looking for the greatest Christmas video games of all time. And oh my God. I mean, Spider-Man Miles Morales is set in New York in the snow at Christmas time. And I, yeah. I haven't fully played it yet. So I'm going to boot that puppy up in December as well and play through that. And anyway, there's lots to talk about. There is. Well, I, I, and I'm leaving on the fact as well that yesterday I, I found in a magazine, actually read a magazine yesterday, I found in a magazine that they've got now, you can buy the Lego McAllister house from Home Alone with the van that picks them up to take them to the airport. So good. And the tree house, 300 quid. You know, it's worth it. I just think building... Steel. I, I love these Lego these Lego builds, especially at Christmas time. And my, I, I'll go back to my brother Luke, but he's got these epic figures that he gets out only at Christmas, right? And he's got them on his shelves. And it's um, Marv and... What's the other guy? The other bad guy's name? Harry. 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 And they're, they're um, stood on, on one of his shelves with the big pair of um, garden shears, right? And then there's the zip line. <laughs> Do you know the, the iconic scene? And yeah, yeah. you've got Harry McAllister. Is that his name? I forgot his name. Kevin. Kevin, what the hell's wrong with me? I'm the biggest Home Alone fan ever. And he's flying down the zip line uh, midway down and they're holding the garden shears about to cut it. And it's like, it's just under his tree and it's so sick. That is quality. That's good, isn't it? Oh, I love that, mate. Love that. Yeah. We need to talk about this more. Christmas is great. Yeah, is. Um, thank you guys for watching and listening as always. Um, we've had an absolute blast. Uh, mate, I love, love this. I don't like uh, to brag, but that was a banger of an episode, man. That feel, yeah, I had that a good time. Nice. I had a great time. <laughs> I, think, I think kicking off with a story about my, uh, my wife and the t-shirt and the, and the netted picture was a good start. Great time. Um, so if you've jumped in very late in the episode, I don't know why you would do that. Go back and listen to the beginning. But, um, you banned, yeah, you you make banned sure... from Disney World, or are you, are you able to go back? I can go back in 2030. <clears throat> and on that though, I'll, I'll meet you there. <laughs> Things got crazy. Uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, make sure to follow us on socials, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all that kind of stuff as well. And look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Th- uh, thank you for, for listening. Take care and we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye for now. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye.